All right. Welcome, everyone. Episode 38 of the Gundam Explained podcast. Uh, very cool to be back doing this live. You know, I was it was like two... I kind of like having that music in the background. It was kind of like two episodes that um, I had to miss. I was on vacation. Um, and actually, for more details, and I actually talked about this in the Discord. Yeah, join the Discord if you haven't. Um, I actually went out on a like a meditation course, right? Wasn't it was a vacation? It was a vacation away from normal life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So allergies. Look, I mowed the backyard today, and I think that just flared things up. Um, ugh, it's it's just too bad, right? I, I would be sitting around miserable, or I could do this podcast, and maybe mentally I'll forget that I have allergies, and then I will. Be normal, and so for that, I made uh, some tea, and then I have myself my uh, uh, seltzer water. It's quite delicious. Yeah, during this meditation retreat, actually, even though I'm, I kind of keep myself on a, a strict diet. They had their own food there; it was delicious, absolutely delicious. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was time to get away. No devices. No talking to anyone. Um, just a lot of time to think about Gundam. Yes, that's right. Thinking about this channel. <sighs> excuse me, please. Excuse me as I uh, go through my various stages of uh, allergy grief. But no, it, it was really cool. Before leaving, I just I knew my channel was at like 950 subscribers, and I I was like thinking about everyone. Like the two live shows, I wasn't gonna be able to do to talk to everyone, to chat with everyone. The um, Discord, not being able to like see what people are talking about in the Discord. Um, and I, I just, it, it was it was good. It's good to be back. But really during that time, I was just able to think about the channel. And, and one of the main things was coming back with 1,000 subscribers. Now, you know, what does that mean? Well, one thing it means you can monetize. But really, it's not like I'm going to start making a whole bunch of money. Um, you know, there are costs I'm putting into this, so I set up a Patreon, and there are uh, a couple supporters already, and I'll have I'll have their names up here shortly uh, when I get into the screen share part, although I could modify it where I have it on this screen. No, but you know, uh, this it's been so fun, you know, I, I get it, when you have like a YouTube channel or you're a content creator of some sort, and it's not like I'm making anything that doesn't exist, I'm really just talking about things and I have a community of people that are like really awesome and it's just it's nice I guess as it grows there's more responsibilities there's a lot of responsibilities I've been reminded by that by you know some community members some interactions that take place um you know we really got to think about how much of an impact we can make not just me but other members of the community on others to make sure people are are always in a good state of mind, and I I really appreciated that even more um, just here recently. And you know, and so yeah, uh, I guess a long way to say you know by you know having this little at this point doing the supporter thing, we got the bigger community doing the supporter thing now. Um, this it helps with the various costs. There's a lot of costs involved with this stuff, and. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm just overwhelmed with how awesome everyone is. I mean, that's really what it is. Uh, and then, yeah, seeing we got uh, Robert and Ian in here. Um, hey, Adam, mind if I, uh, let's see, a video call you over Discord later? I have a webcam. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll see if we can get that done. 
This night is going to be pretty crazy because we got this podcast and then right afterwards, got the Gundam Evolution game should be live on Steam and I'm going to live stream it. Now, it's a network test, so it could be as much as as soon as I log in on Steam, uh, we're just at the start menu. You know how it is sometimes with these games. So, And then also check out the art pieces that I asked Call Sign Jen to create for me. Oh, yeah, will do. I'll have to plan to do that. Um, yeah, very cool. So, yeah, you know, another thing is getting back here. I finally got a new PC. I was needing a new PC for a while, uh, mainly because, um, you know, with this, the complexity that's involved with the stream setup, it, it's, it's kind of like I have this setup for doing things live, right? Or my recordings and live, it's the same thing. The only difference is one goes live or one's a recorded file I edit later. Um, I noticed my computer was slowing down a bit. It's, uh, I think the motherboard was seven years old. There were some other older pieces to it. So I decided to, um, yeah, get a new PC. Um, it's really awesome. First thing I checked on it was Elden Ring, obviously. Although Elden Ring is not like an amazing game to check out. It's, it's just okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so earlier today I got like everything set up. So I'm now streaming from the new PC. I did notice some weird stuff. I'm not seeing it now. There was some weird, like, uh, is it a refresh rate issue? Is it uh screen tearing or something? So if anyone notices something, let me know. Uh, I'll try to figure out, um, oh, let's see. We got some more people here. Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot. What a badass name. Um, uh, what up, y'all? What kind of metal are you into, man? I love metal. Don't mind me, just a simple gun fan. Got you about giant murder robots. That's a great way to put it. So, yeah, cool to have you here, man. Yeah, as Robert says, welcome. And then Corvin1975. Hey, everyone. This is new for me. Oh, new for you. Well, glad you stopped by. If you need anything, let me know. Anything you want to talk about, yeah, just throw it in the chat. That would be cool. Uh, hey, everybody, just working and listening in. Xander, baby, what's up, man? Oh, listening in. See, that's what I love about podcasts. That's one thing I like to get out of this, right? Like, I listen to podcasts all the time when I'm working. So to be able to create some content that could be listened to while working, yeah, man, that, that's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Elden Ring's very good, but still not ar Armored Core, which is, quite frankly, what got me into Gumpla. One, that is cool that it got you into Gumpla. Two... Uh, yeah, Elden Ring, uh, so you, you like Armored Core, yeah, from software, they do both, and I heard that they're coming out with an Armored Core, be very cool to see what that turns into, if they're gonna update the gameplay mechanics, maybe to fit more of that style, like, because I really do think that the slow pace of a Souls game really lends to giant robots, um, I think there was the last live podcast we talked about that. We kind of got deep into what that would be like. I thought that was pretty cool. Love me some metal as well. That's cool. What are some bands you like? I um, I I did get into metal until later in life. And, um, oh, oh, we're about to get into it. He's going to help me answer it. And then uh, Corvin, yeah, same here. Podcasts are cool. Yeah, totally. In fact, I started podcasting in 2006 and even transitioned to a radio station for a few months before they got shut down, but it was a video game podcast. And because of the success of this, I've actually started that back up. I will be, um, I'll link to that later. I call myself Blue Gamer. I had a YouTube channel for a while, or I still do. I just 
I don't know. I'll, I'll get into that later. Okay, here we go. Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot. Glad you asked, my dude. Old school traditional heavy metal. Love it. Thrash metal. Love black metal. That's my favorite. Black thrash metal. I was listening to some of that today. American power metal, doom metal, and industrial goth metal. Very nice list. Yeah, I am totally into black and thrash metal or wherever they could cross over. Sometimes that's a little bit of speed metal. Um, man, what was I listening to today? There's this band called Faust that has an album coming out soon, and they have kind of this like thrash metal, almost speed metal sound. Um, uh, very cool. I can't wait to, uh, for that album to come out. I love on Spotify where you can see like new albums coming out, and there's always some good metal bands to listen to. But really, I love, and sometimes I have to zone in and out of it, uh, like black metal, like atmospheric black metal. It started with Immortal, and then uh, it went from there. All these other black metal bands. Ah, yeah, I'm really into that stuff. Uh, Corvin1975, oh, great. People have told me that I have a podcast voice. Don't know, Mike, get into it. Dude, totally do it. And when you do, link it. Um, that'd be awesome to hear. And you know what? That's a good point. When someone says something about you, like, oh, this is cool. That is cool. Sometimes you don't really take it seriously or really think about it, but it might mean something. Um, being in the, the work that I do for a living, I tend to talk to people a lot over meetings, and I will always be told, you know, oh, you got a good voice. But, you know, I've heard that before in the past. I just never really leveraged it, but I'm more confident now. I, I think it's about gaining confidence. Sometimes it takes time in life to really gain confidence, but confidence, but be confident. It's very easy to not feel confident about something, but just be confident. My favorite band, uh, bands, Judas Priest, yes. Oh, I was just, I was actually, when I was at my little meditation course, a lot of the music that was just going on in my head was Judas Priest music. Motorhead, Classic Metallica, Overkill, Accept, Running Wild, uh, Sodom Slayer, uh, Bathory, Dark Throne, Inquisition, Bolt Thrower, Immortal, Sepultura, etc. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, good questions. What do you look forward to about the new Gundam movie or series? And if you could make a Gundam series or movie, how would you make it? Well, what am I looking forward to in the new Gundam movie? If we're talking about the the one that's uh, the anime, the origin stuff, I'm just looking forward to seeing origin style in the animation with the original white base crew. That's all I need, and that is awesome. Now, when it comes to the movie, I don't know. I, I'm very open to whatever the movie's going to do. I just kind of hope it's based in the UC some way. Either it's a retelling of the original, which I would, I kind of, this is at the top of my list, or maybe it's just something during the one-year war. Uh, there's just so much there you could do. Um, uh, and if you can make a Gundam series or movie, how would you make it? If I could make a Gundam series or movie, I would make it like... I've thought about this a lot, like Starship Troopers. I kind of got the idea from MS Igloo, where they do like the propaganda uh, videos or little, sh yeah, movies in between. And I, I could just totally see that. Either Federation or Xeon have their own propaganda where it's like really drives home who really is the good guy, who really is the bad guy. And then just have it where it's based on the infantry. You know, I like new types. I like the ace pilots. And it could be an ace pilot infantry, but have it where... You have a group of infantrymen that are going out in their GMs, you know, and just laying waste across the Earth sphere. That just seems like an awesome idea. Now, speaking of metal and mecha, 
I've always believed Gundam and a, uh, a band like Sodom or Bolt Thrower are a match made in Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, you know, Metal and Gundam. There's something I thought about a crossover, because I've done that with Star Wars, like uh, Sith and Black Metal. I even made a channel called Sith Metal. Uh, but yeah, there's something there. Robert, what happens to the Black Tri-Stars when they lose a member of their group and are featured on Netflix? I'm sure that's a joke, Robert. I know you're into jokes, but I, I just don't get it. They go dub dub. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're not even a dad, right? You got the dad jokes going on. Uh, not to mention, I do have a bit of an imaginary heavy metal mecha anime as an 80s style mecha anime with heavy metal icon. Oh, um, Liege Lord. Have you heard of Liege Lord? They have an album that looks like it has some like robot mecha on the cover, and the music, it's like 80s, late 80s. The music really lends itself to like that style, so check that out if you haven't. Hey, G Norwood, good to see you. How do you feel about uh, G-Witch News, and uh, have you seen the other suit they showed off? Good question, man. I am glad you're getting me back on topic because we're actually literally going to talk about that, but not literally because it, 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 a few. I'm going to get to video games first, but let me jump ahead. Feel free, guys, to keep chatting, but I wanted to jump ahead real quick. Um, actually, let me uh, do the, the thingy. Is it working? Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, okay, so just real quick, I wanted to cover some of the videos that I... Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. That was not good. I want to cover some of the videos that I made recently that because of my absence, I hadn't really talked about. What was that? We had the History of the Lost World Chronicles. I might have been here for that, but I don't think I talked about it. Um, and we had, yeah, I was going through uh, 8th MS Team Story, episode 3. Um, and then I had the you know pre-recorded podcast. Hey, I'm open to feedback on how that went. Because I can see in the future there might be a time where I have to do that. Uh, like, for instance... My oldest has his baseball training on Thursday nights. Not that I need to go to his or practice. Not that I need to go, but sometimes I like to go because my wife goes, and sometimes I like to go. But um, let's see. There's the the uh, oh yeah, thoroughbred uh, Gundam side story. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and I even played that game and beat it, and it was fun to play. Play it again for the uh, for the video. Attack uh, of the. Uh, Opsilus uh, episode of 8th MS Team. That was a good one. Oh, the Charmero thing. That was hilarious. Like, um, I'm glad again. Some content I could talk about. Oh, yeah, and then the 1K Subs channel update. There's a Patreon. Um, check that out just because I want to have an... There Two things I think are cool about it are I'm going to have the... We're going to do the monthly watch long, and I actually posted in Patreon when we should do that or what time. Because I want to set that up for this month. It's going to be the first watch on. I'm thinking like G Savior or F91 where we can ch uh, chill in Discord, webcams. I'll screen share the movie. Uh, we'll watch it. Uh, should be a blast. Um, so if you're interested in that, get in on that. There's a couple tiers. There's three tiers. Two of them offer that. The highest tier just allows you to then, if you want to advertise something here, you can. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we can actually see on the screen. We can see the supporters. Uh Ian Hansen, Santo Bell, thanks a lot, guys. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in that, yeah, feel free to um, check out the link. Yeah, I have that there, too. And then, um, yeah, the filler episode of 8th MS Team. And the biggest takeaway I got out of that that I want to discuss sometime, probably not today, is the fact that we do see this goofiness a lot of times in 
and the standard UC stuff that people usually blame not liking Double Zeta for. And I really truly believe, and I think we have to search deep down inside to see it's true, that the reason a lot of people are put off by Double Zeta is because there's not a dub. Same with Victory. You don't hear people talking about Victory much, and I love Victory. Oh, yeah, that's right. I meant to show that. I got the Blu-ray recently. I think I posted it in Patreon. I got the Blu-ray of Victory recently because I'm going to cover that. I love it. Um, and uh, uh, it doesn't have a dub. I, there's, and I used to be a sub-snob. Ever since I was in high school watching foreign independent films, always needed the subtitles. I would never do a dub. I guess as I'm getting older or watching anime, I want to focus on the animation. A lot of times someone's speaking in English, even if the acting isn't great, but if they're portraying an emotion, there's more of a connection there, or I can understand what they're getting at. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, let's see. What else we got? Um, I'm going to move on, but first, some more chats. Uh, let's see. Uh, closest... Uh, to my dream echo anime would be something like Ibiona Way, especially the mecha uh, themselves as they have the 80s heavy metal post-apocalyptic aesthetic. And I haven't watched IBO, but I did a poll, I think, recently about what I should watch, and I got to get to that because I want to talk about that. And thank you for mentioning Liege Lord. I thought I was the only one who knew that awesome <laughs> that awesome band was. Yeah, I don't know anyone else that does, so I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you know them too. That one album I'm speaking of, I forget what it's called. It's with the robot on the front. Uh, anyway, that's my favorite from from there. Uh, okay, Core nine seventy five or Corvin. Uh, all right, everyone, got to go for a while. Might come back later. It was nice coming into the chat. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks for joining, man. Glad you were here. Glad you found us. Please leave me a comment. Send me an email if you have any questions or want to talk about something Gundam related. It's always cool. Oh, Zionic Shadow is in the building. Okay, okay, I'm here. <laughs> busy day. I'll, right back at you, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know what you mean. It, it's busy. It's busy around these parts, right? Isn't it? Um, notice some cool stuff up you had uh, in the Discord, like your sponsorship with, um, oh, I forgot what it was called. I'll, I'm going to look it up here in a second. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. Um, I guess you can find the Zonic Shadow on Twitter if you're interested. Um, we've done GBO2 uh, together on some streams. I have been absent from that, but we got to get back in. I've got some GBO2 news coming up anyway. Uh, stand up to the victory. Yep. Uh, that that song from Victory, it's great. Oh, here we go. Ian Henson, do you know uh, Tremonti, metal band? I do not. I will have to look that up. In fact, um, let me just type that here. So that... Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll have to look that up. Thanks. I love suggestions. But uh, moving on real quick. Yeah, keep the chats coming. I'll jump in between. <clears throat> okay, I've been absent from GBO2. They have, like, the spring special going on, I guess, where you can get some suits. They've got this uh, Fall Armor Gundam Mark III going on. You know, they have, that's the coolest thing about GBO2. It's free. There's always something going on. And even if you're not... Even if it costs a lot, if you're going to try to win what comes out that week, if you just play, get your coins... It usually staggers, but a month to weeks later, you will get the suit you want. Still haven't got my Hazel, but I also have been absent from playing. So, but look, here's here's the the biggest news that just blew my mind. It, just before I started the stream, I saw it, and I was like, "This is what I've been asking for. This is what's been rumored." 
and it is uh, Battle Operation 2 on Steam. So, a couple things. One, awesome that it's on PC. It's easier to stream. Uh, what are some of the things? There's a wider player base. But there's two main components here that make or break this, maybe. I'm curious what you guys think. So, does it have cross-play between PlayStation and PC? We know it's possible. We know games do this. Are they going to implement it? That's one, okay? Second, are you going to be able to load or does it have cross-saving? Think of all the work you've put into GBO2 to win what you've got. I mean, even on your PlayStation, I'm sure you've, you have more than one account so you could get the different suits. Imagine having to do that all over again. I kind of would start, uh, but I would hope that maybe on the PC version, uh, they do like a special at the beginning. Maybe they implement something where you could like get more suits. I hope there's something cross-save going on because, yeah, I would be playing it on PC a lot, but I would miss all the suits I finally got. Uh, I don't know. But here's another thing. It's like they keep releasing stuff on PlayStation, and they are just now releasing this on PC. This tells me they're going to be supporting this for a while. So, what does that mean in terms of content, though? Because I know they're at, like, Moon, and I think Unicorniac has received some sleeves. How f much further do they go? Uh, I mean, if they had Hathaway stuff, that would be, like, level 1500 cost suits, I would think. Uh, I, 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 unless they just go back and release other suits. I mean, you really, you can, really. So, here's what you guys think of that. Um, the Gunner Mark III is such an underrated Gunner, indeed, one of my favorite and best for showing. Okay, you know what? That would be a good uh, mech of the week or mobile suit of the week that I should cover sometime. RX Croissant. I love that name. Uh, for PC for serious? Yes. Isn't that amazing? It blows my mind. My absolute favorite Gunner, however, is the, uh, the new High New. Amuro is my favorite character in Gunner, by the way. Yeah, it's hard to... Have Amuro not your favorite? Let me adjust this mic. Like, I, I know, it's, like, Amuro's my favorite. That almost seems like the typical answer, but Amuro is just cool. That's why I can't wait for the origin movie that's coming out, uh, the Kukuru's No One's Island. Uh, I'm so happy for PC players. Yeah, I know. Isn't that great? I got uh, F8 Mark III. Of course you did, Zionic. You always, you always get them, don't you? I think you do, yeah. Double Zeta and Zeta Gundam are also huge favorites of mine. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. As much as I love the original Gundam, they did the correct evolution and storytelling, you know, the politics, and the mobile suit evolution design with the later shows, totally. Especially the Faz. Yeah, that thing is quite uh, the mobile suit. Had a local metal band back in high school called Angels of Rotation. Also, Booyah, GBO2 on Steam is real. Yeah, totally is. I also like the Unicorn too. yeah. Unicorn's great, and that series is great. All right, Ian, in some ways it would work uh, work for me since I haven't uh, invested too much time into the game on PlayStation. Well, that's what's good about this. I love that now it's really opening it up another avenue to have more people play, more people experience it. And, you know, thinking, you know, the recent Gundam, not Gundam Evolution, but that other Gundam battle, SD battle game coming out, that's crossplay. So they, the tech is there. The tech is there. 
Since they are releasing on PC, it could mean that they might expand to victory or more Gundam universes. Yeah, like F91. Although, from what I understand, those suits are just so powerful. So maybe they will start having these 1500 cost uh, rooms. And that would have Penelope, Kasai Gundam, uh, F91. Yeah, that, I think that would be a way to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely stoked for Kuhu's Donuts Island, too. Yep. Oh, hey, Shield Maiden Sailor, good to see you. I've seen the fans split over whether they like Amro or not. There's no middle ground. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I love Amro. I don't know why I wouldn't like him. That would be uh, interesting. Neon Wave, what's going on, man? I'll be uh, doing the playtest for Revolution. I was uh, I'm one of the lucky bastards who was selected. Awesome. And maybe if it works out, we could try to figure out a way uh, in the Discord. We could get into a room because when I do my live stream, after this podcast, I'll be playing that live if it works. <laughs> um, so let's see. Gub Lagoon, yeah, I'm hyped for the SD1. Hey, good to see you, Gub Lagoon. Yeah, I, I and I haven't heard any more news about when the when the uh, SD1 is coming out. Because, you know, they have Evolutions coming out soon. And in fact, when you go to Steam right now and you look up Gundam Battle Operation 2, you can register for the playtest and you're in. And then it says you could play game, but when you press play game, it says, like, app isn't working. So I think it's, like, it's on the cusp of occurring. I, I can't wait. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Oh, everyone just talking. Yeah, that's cool. Don't forget G-Savior. That would be in the 2000 range. Love the G-Savior call out. Yeah, that would definitely be 2000, right? I mean, especially that far in the future. Um, oh, I say G-Savior would go back to 600 costs, especially the space type. Oh, I'm curious why you think that. Because I think by then, the mobile suits are super powerful unless there has to be there or there is some sort of degradation in technology as the future moves forward um yeah very interested in that but yeah let's move on here uh yeah this was just for the yeah about the gundam evolution play test starting tonight i think it's nine o'clock central time so really after the stream ends It'll be about 20, 30 minutes. I'm going to relax my vocal cords, relax my eyes, maybe do a little meditation. And then, yeah, I'll be back online. I'll, I'll um, yeah, be playing some. Maybe some of you, if you're, you're in, in the Discord, we could jump in a chat room for it. That would be cool. Um, let's see. Speaking of that, I do have that call-in waiting room in the Discord. If you're interested in calling in about any of these topics, I uh, just say, you know, I don't want to say keep it brief because I don't want to rush you, but uh, make sure you have, yeah, a topic you want to talk about. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. All right, so we're going to get into some different stuff here. Uh, you know, first of all, let's see. The people who don't like Amaro say it's because he's too whiny. I'd be whiny too if I had to fight nonstop with barely any time to, to rest, lol. And that is exactly right. That is, I think, a key component to what makes... Uh, Amuro, a great character. And the comparison I always make between Star Wars and uh, Gundam. So Luke kind of came off a little whiny, right? But Amuro was whiny because he was being forced to fight. He was being used, even though he's really a child. 
Luke was more whiny about having to like, you know, get back to the farm, right? And and fix the moisture evaporator or something like that. But he was fine blowing up a Death Star with like millions of people. So, uh, and again, I don't want to hate on Star Wars. I like Star Wars, but I think that's a very good, important distinction. I think there's a reality to Amaro that maybe some people don't want to admit is a reality to life. Uh, I don't know. All right, Neon Web, G-Savior is the fastest MS in the UC timeline. Over 1MKG of Thruster Force in comparison, the original Gundam had 55. Neon Wave, I love that type of uh, mobile suit facts. Thank you for that. So it is the fastest in the UC timeline. Love it. Ian Hansen, as someone who has recently started rewatching OG Gundam, I'm having somewhat of a hard time deciding if I like Amuro or not. I get why he's acting that way, uh, he uh, the way he does, but it's also a humanizing tactic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what is a good a good thing, though? And I don't know, Ian, if you've gotten to it or most people have. When you get into Amuro's side of things, like when you get into Zeta, and when you get to Char's counterattack, you can see he's outgrown that whininess. So in retrospect, you see he was whiny for the reasons for his age to be whiny. Um, and he he still seems like the same guy, but it's more like he knows just what he has to do. He like learned that. So uh, probably with the help of Bright. Bright was a great mentor for him. Okay. Um, oh, and that's a good one from uh, Shield Maiden Sailor. On, on that note, how much Thruster Force did Sharzaku have in comparison? Right? So I guess it three times faster, not than the 55, than of maybe a normal Zaku. And then if you compared that, yeah. I don't know. That That's maths. I don't do maths on the fly. I was going to Tashi Station to get some power converters. Yeah, that's the, the one. You want to hang out with his friends from the Deleted Seas, which apparently is in the book of Boba Fett, the uh, Tashi Station, and then his friends he was going to hang out with. So that's some Star Wars lore there. Uh, also, another Centuries episode trilogy on the PS2 is quite amazing indeed. Okay, I've heard of that, and I haven't played it. I'm going to have to check that out. Char's Counterattack Era Armor equals Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. I love that comparison right there. That, my brain just felt it, everything just gelled together just now when I read that. I, I love that. Okay, Jinori, can we all be honest? Rumble Rawl is the, is the goat of OG Gundam. I wish he stuck around more. Yeah, I liked that character because he seemed like an honest, like, even though he was Zeon, and so you associate Zeon with bad guy, he just seemed like he was a guy that was doing his duty. And then when you watch Origin, they really went with that. They they really did a great job. It's like the, the creators of Gundam, not the creators, the 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 holders of the Gundam IP really understand their universe and their characters. So when they do other things, they they really know how to uh, feed off of it instead of creating other new stuff like Disney Star Wars. <laughs> um, okay, less than Gundam, but Char had experience, was more daring, and had limiters removed. It's why he appeared to be faster. Good point. He was harnessing his new type ability. He knew he was a new type. That's why he was using using uh, Lala. He seemed genuine to like her. Yeah, that's a good point right there. Um, that he knew he was a new type, so he was able to harness that a little bit more than someone that didn't know. Um, 
Let's see. Yeah. Okay, I'll read some others. I mean, I love the chat. This is my favorite part of the podcast. But I wanted to talk about which from Mercury. So, uh, a female protagonist, which is pretty cool, uh, just because it at least adds a little bit of uh, difference to what we typically get. It's not UC, as far as I know, but it has a neat, uh, oh, I didn't mean to do that. It has a neat look to the mobile suit. Like, I'm getting vibes of narrative, right? Uh, is it narrative that has kind of that, uh, that thing going on, but also vibes of Rika Gista and G, the G-Self? Um, but I guess really, at the end of the day, this is none of those universes unless something has been... Um, uh, there's some official announcement out there. So while they have this, then, uh, okay, so this is the Gundam Ariel, right? So Ariel, the way it's spelled makes me think of like aeronautics, but also Little Mermaid Ariel. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're trying to go for there. Um, but I love the design of the suit. There's so many things here that I'm seeing, like, uh, RX-78 two colors, you know how they do that with the with some of the main Gundams. It is a little slimmer in design. Um, would you say that's feminine, or is that just not really the the case here? Uh, that could be me. It reminds me of Evangelion, or Evangelion, I don't know how you pronounce that, even though I've never really watched it. Actually, I tried. I don't mean to offend anyone. I was watching that for the first time, and I fell asleep at the beginning. I was reading the subtitles. That could be why. Anyway, I'm getting that vibe. This looks cool, though. Um, you know what? What For me, this will be the first, I believe, the first new non-UC Gundam to check out. So I'm down. Yeah, this is the model kit that's going to be coming out. Now, the thing is, they've also released the model kits of mobile suits that are also in it. This is the Lefrith, probably. That's how you pronounce it. Um Looks cool. Reminds me of like those 30-minute mission kits in a way where the proportions are. But I guess this is the design aesthetic they're going for. Yeah, I, th I think the shield comes apart right. You can plug it into the back there. That looks cool. And then, uh, yeah, here's the other one. This one is the Beggar Boo. Whatever. You know, you know how their naming goes. And I like the unique different look to this. And it looks like a little cockpit in there. Yeah, I like the look of that. I mean, I usually only pay attention to U to uh, UC stuff, but uh, I'm totally down to to watch this. Uh, man, so much cool stuff going on in the chat. Uh, I sh oh, I, I hope I t hit the thing to do the live chat replay so I can go and look at it later. Um, oh, like yeah, uh, she'll uh, main sailors. Barbados has the narrow waist too. Yeah, that so that seems more maybe a more modern design philosophy with the mecha uh, because that is kind of a cool look in general um oh is he honest? yeah those are g self colors yeah that's something that came to mind even though i'm not into that gundam yet i just that design stands out to me so let's see oh hey we've got uh ryogeno kami i've Sorry if I butchered that, but thank you for your delivery. I'm also looking forward to this new Gundam anime in the first place. I think it is epic making and that the work of the main character is the first in history. Well, yeah, I'm excited too. I can't wait. And I will totally cover 
that on this channel as the episodes come out. I don't know if I'm going to do reaction episode review. I think episode review. I think people are going to be more interested in what are the nuances of the storytelling, what's going on, what can we get from this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go in that direction. So, yeah, thanks for that. Let's see. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Um, uh, Robert said waiting. What are you waiting for, Robert? Um, okay, so hey, here's something else I want to talk about. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I think Ian emailed me asking about, uh, yeah, covering The Witch. Uh, and also, this whole thing with Bandai and the like, uh, making it where the gumplicates are going to be, they're going to change their distribution or they're going to ban the cell of the Japanese distributors, you know, to worldwide America. And I guess what what it really is is apparently there's specific market allocation for regions already in place. And uh, and what happens is some of these uh, resellers, uh, it's not resellers, it's a retailer, when they buy their stock from Bandai, they're then selling it uh, you know, outside the country. Now, there's already other companies in place, like one called Bluefin, that sells these Bandai products uh, to other North America specifically. I think, or I think it's the U.S. I don't, even, I don't know if it's Canada. And so, what happened is Bandai went ahead and just bought Bluefin. So what this does is this gives Bandai their American distribution arm, so they could already specifically allocate distribution of their products and there's a lot not just gumpla uh yeah through that company and they've even renamed uh their um uh channels so i think you know maybe how it was announced people didn't really understand it maybe it was intended for the japanese and so worldwide took it harsher so now we're getting more information that i think clears things up in fact you know i have a few things pre-ordered p bandai and they even sent out an email about that uh, about them acquiring Bluefin and how it's going to change. It could change uh, if you need to like, change your credit card or whatever. I don't know. I, I think I'm fine. But uh, anyway, I thought uh, that... Oh, Robert, are you in chat? Thank you. Uh, yeah, let me grab... But yeah, that's with that, the distribution. I hope that kind of helps clear some of that up if people were interested in that. But let me grab in Robert and let's hope this works. Hey, Yo. Adam. What's up, man? How's it going? Doing all right. Just all letting right. you know, I, um, hold on. What's up? There we go. Yeah. So, with that, uh, one, uh, other third mobile suit, it's pronunciation. Oh, did I? Wanted to say that. Oh, you know, I, I, I think I actually did something and didn't, okay, how is it pronounced? Begwerbo. Begwerbo. Thank you. You know, Robert's Begwerbo. kind of the, the the helper here when it comes to pronunciations. Usually if you if I pronounce something incorrectly or weird in a video, look in the comments, Robert probably corrected me. So very cool. Well, what do you think of the these mobile suit designs? I know you're kind of oh. into that stuff. So Oh, they are top notch. They are awesome. That's cool. Well, it's cool that you like and, it. Yeah, I haven't heard any negative feedback yet. And I'm really excited that they're actually pulling out the stops and 
putting in a full-on female main character. Yeah, I think it's a long time coming because if you really go through, at, at least for me, it's been you see Gundam. A lot of the female characters are awesome characters, but they're never the main characters. So right. this kind of gives a chance uh, for that. Um yeah, I mean, I'm watching 8th MS Team. Karen is an awesome character, for instance. Um, even Ina being, yes. you know, uh, on the Xeon. But, uh, yeah, no, it's totally, totally true. Um, well, yeah, thanks a lot, Robert. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, man. I'll see you. Yep. Bye. All right. Well, that was cool. Thanks a lot, Robert. Um, let's see. What are some other cool chats going on? Um you know, Wave, if the names are in Italian, French, or Japanese, I would be able to pronounce them correctly. Not sure what language Beggar Bo uh, originates from. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. They could have just made it up. Or sometimes what I've learned, like, from Stardust Memory, it's names of flowers. That's interesting. All right, Ryu Ganokami. By the way, I think this is a good trend because there was a person in Zeta Gundam who aimed for a woman-centered society. Yeah, and I want to even say it's gone as far as, like, turn A. I think Tomino wanted to have a female-led Gundam, and they said no, so he just made the character, you know, more of a feminine type of character, uh, Just even though it had to be a guy. So it's cool to be able to, you know, portray the artistic expression that you want. War in the Pocket was three main characters. Christina was one of them. That's true. That's another one. Where yeah, and she was kind of a lead in that. If you think about it, it was, it was um, uh, Al that was the anchor for Bernie and Christina, and she was a great, a, a good character, especially because how she was helping move the plot along. You find out about her being Federation and what that means for. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the main female characters in Gundam tend to be in side stories or spinoffs. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Code Fairy is a good one. I wasn't going to bother trying to pronounce that. But yeah, Code Fairy is a good one. I really liked uh, what they did with Code Fairy. And I, man, I plan to dive into that with this channel. The problem is I haven't beat all the levels yet. I feel embarrassed for myself personally for only beating some of the missions on easy because it gets pretty hard. All right, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, making some dinner. Let me know what you're making, Robert. Uh, sometimes I wonder if the mech designers just, uh, throw up random, uh, katakana, hiragana characters and say there, that's a good name for a MS. Yeah, I wonder, and I, I forget what I was watching or listening to where they were talking about, like, Elden Ring, because the Souls games don't have a lot of narrative, but the names of things, the names of items, descriptions of items... They are very specific and deliberate to move the story forward. So the game designer, being Japanese, being his primary language, has to be able to translate that over. So I wonder if a lot of care is taken for that and not for everything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, actually, that rumor about Turn A originally having a female protagonist is not true. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um... Original concept art shows Lorna as a male, not female. Okay. Well, interesting. Oh, yeah. Salem Mass, Artesia. Yeah, she's a great character, too. I I, I like that she shows up in Double Zeta. 
even though it's quite the coincidence, but then I always think out oh, new types are kind of drawn in anyway. Uh, so uh, according to your wave, Christina doesn't count. That's true. Uh, I'd say Al, I mean, it's true as an Al is like really the main character. And almost Ann Bernie also. Um, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's nice to see female main lead show, but everybody and their dog is putting a show with uh, that formula nowadays. I just want to know what the show is about. Yeah, that's a good point too, because I'm all about uh, kind of breaking the mold where a lot of times we just see, you know, the white male lead character. And sometimes you'll watch a show where they are purposely adding, like, oh, this character will have to make them this color, or this character, we'd have to make them female. Sometimes it's natural, and it, but you can tell when it's not, when it's forced. Uh, a lot of times it, it has to do with them just not being written well. If these characters aren't written well, the interactions with other characters aren't written well, a lot of times uh, that stuff is, is kind of just forced. You know, um, I'm trying to think of something I was watching recently uh, where I thought it was pretty odd. Uh, how they did that. Um, uh, getting a phone call, but uh, hopefully it's nothing urgent. Um, let's see. Uh, it's odd how some MS look like cars, Eclipse Gundam, and F-91. Ah, I didn't think about the Eclipse Gundam, yeah, but the F-91, I guess it's named after like a Formula 91 type of thing. I love the F-91. When I first got into Gundam, that was one that stood out to me. Santo Bell, good to see you, man. Usually, uh, I guess because of the time difference, it's hard to join, but I'm glad you're able to to make it here. Uh, Neon Wave, keep in mind that most anime characters are Japanese. They just look white because of the art style. That was inspired by Disney cartoons. Yeah, I think that's typically true. But then sometimes, like I think even with the original Mobile Suit Gundam, they had specific nationalities. I think most UC Gundam, they're specific. But I think then when you get to something like Seed... Or, you know, those designs, it's really hard. And sometimes when you hear the names of the characters, um, yeah. Let's see here. All right, I'm actually wondering if Witch from Mercury is another alternate universe or set far into the future of UC just before uh, Riggled uh, Century. You know, that would be cool. Because, and I don't know what Mercury stands for. Are, are they maybe colonizing the atmosphere of Mercury, maybe, or around that with space stations? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. So not all Gundam protags are white. If they have a Japanese name, they might. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, 0083, like um, 8th MS team. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a number. It goes back and forth quite a bit. I think they're either white or Japanese. That's what it seems to be, right? Um, let's see. Well, that is that. And I think that is really it. I want to say that is it for the show. You know, the one thing is these comments are awesome. And I think I like the format I did the other day where I went through and I read them because I was scrolling down of... <laughs> when I was going to start the comments that I missed in it, that would be an hour. So I think I'm going to have to relegate that to a show. One thing I want to say is if you email me, now I understand it's fun to have comments because this is really for anybody that watches it. And I want to add, there's a John Candib here. 
his comments are are pretty interesting because he adds facts. He, he adds facts. He'll like kind of say his personal opinion about something and add some facts. It's very interesting. I appreciate that. Um, but also, some of these are just cool back and forth to talk about. I say, um, yeah, I, I guess if you're expecting me to to read the comment on air, I apologize if I don't. I really want to. It's just there's a lot. But I do want to have a comment episode. Or not, and it won't be a podcast. It'll be like on a Saturday or Sunday where I just go through comments. But, yeah, again, email me or Patreon. Um, and then pretty soon, I think if if it gets bigger, the Patreon will probably take precedent. But I'd still want to grab people because I don't want to, like, wall it off to others. So if anyone has suggestions for that, I'm always open to suggestions. But, yeah, let's look at some of these... Um, other neon wave. Also, there are protags that are of nations as well as Setsuna F. Sai is Middle Eastern. Okay. Lauren is the only black Gundam protagonist. Pretty interesting. That True that. True that. Yeah, but certain Japanese have lighter and fairer skin than even your whitest white dude, believe it or not. And you know what's very interesting? I'm totally into population genetics and all that type of stuff. And, you know, what is considered a modern-day white person comes from what... And I think, you know, again, I think race is more of a a, a time-based construct and it doesn't apply large timescales. You know, there was a population in Northern Europe, uh, Central to Northern, maybe Central Asia too, that I think their main features were the Brow Ridge, uh, Brow Ridge and the Chin. And they migrated to specific areas. Japan was one of them. That developed, the, uh, the I think, the Ainu culture. And then we had the Southern Asian population move in and mix. So there's this mixture of those phenotypes or those, those traits and characteristics. Because I'm really interested in that stuff a, a lot because I, I think it's very healthy if we could talk about people and humans without ha- it having to turn into race because... Unfortunately, a lot of people in power like to use race as a way to divide, and it's unfortunate. But I think if we have a better understanding of our backgrounds and our genetics, we can help people that might have uh, genetic diseases that might come from certain regions or populations of hybrids of previous hominids. I know that's totally off topic, but that's one thing I like about getting into anime and Japanese culture is the Japanese uh, creators tend to pull from history and they tend to include, even if there's a lot of white or Japanese protagonists, they tend to include a lot of different ones, and it makes it very interesting. So, anyway, that was me going off uh, for a while on nothing. Uh, I'm thinking this Witch for Mercury is going to be its own thing with elements from IBO and some other elements. Okay. Uh, some more evident than others. You have names like Hayato Kobayashi and Kira Yamato. Then you have Char Haznable. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, or Ali Al Sanchez. So I don't know that character, Sanchez, but yeah, Char Aznable. And apparently, yeah, that was from someone's name that was even a French artist, perhaps. Uh, black or brown, dark skin doesn't always mean black. Look at the tan girls depicted in anime as a prime example. Yeah, and doing a lot of history research on, you know, dark skin. Yeah, it seems like that is very varied um really and that's very interesting especially when uh, like southern african or central to southern african populations have more genetic diversity 
than other populations. So um, there was a time period, I guess, where maybe the populations were separated for a period of time and, um, and then reemerged. So who knows in the past? Yeah, anyway, I could go on about that stuff. I talk about that stuff all the time. Or I think about it in my head all the time. That's another channel I need to make. Um, let's see. I just want to know uh, more about the witch part of the title. It strikes me as very new type-ish. Yeah, that is an excellent point. Excellent point. What does the witch mean? Is it, yeah, it's a new type? Are they just saying that she's going to be like a, a mean character to everyone or something? Um, or is it, yeah, that that's a really cool, I thought though, a new type-ish where they do call her a witch because maybe it's someone that happens to have these abilities and they're scared of her or I don't know. I, I kind of like that idea. Um, Let's see. Man, Shield Maiden's on a roll with some very interesting... Uh, Giran and Degwin are Germanic-sounding names. Cecilia sounds like Cecilia, a Latin name. Karma sounds like the Scandinavian Norse name, Garmer. That's very interesting. Um, I do love those Zeon names. A lot of times that's that German influence, I guess, because of you know, the World War II axis angle they're going there with, but I I, I think it does expand um, with the North Scandinavian. And then in, is it F91? The, oh, I know their name, but I forgot. They have the Babylonian, the Syrian uh, uh, behind them. It was like the relief where it shows like the guy standing. And this is another thing about ancient history I'm totally into because that carving where they're holding the handbag and the tree, that has some deep impl implications. Which, as a human race, we're still trying to figure out, but it's cool that it's featured in F91. Oh, yeah, Babylonia. They're called uh, New Babylonia or something like that. Um, Let's see. Oh, theory for the witch is it's genetic looking on the MS and potential. I could see the witch as a nickname of something she can do or have done before. It seems like something that would scare others. Half the time, the Japanese use foreign elements in their works just because they thought it looks cool. Nothing deep, just like with Evangelion. Okay, and I don't know much of uh, Evangelion. Also, Quattro Ribera winner from Wing is supposed to be Arabic, but he's very fair-skinned, fair-haired. Uh, uh, headcanon that he's Algerian and French ancestry. Algeria was a former French colony. Oh, very cool. Um, well... Uh, guys, I think that's gonna be it. Let me see these other ones. Uh, Xenogears is quite, I don't even know Xenogears quite better than Vigilant, especially in regards to original iconography and Freudian's uh, psychobabble. That's cool. Uh, uh, that stuff sounds interesting. Well, guys, that's gonna be it for this show. Um, it was great to be back doing this live. Uh, it feels so fun talking with everybody. Uh, again, podcast form will be up shortly. Um, I'm going to be on here shortly to play some uh, of the network test. So I'll be live again. We could chat some more if you want. If anyone wants to play, um, yeah, let me know uh, in the Discord. But uh, I guess, yeah, we'll talk later. See y'all.